Good morning. I'm Karen Audubon, and this is TKO. All right. Today, I am going to have two very special guests. These are old friends, very active women in the community. Um, I've got Delyn Rogers, and I've got Catherine Fangler on the air. Uh, this is Gay Pride Month. Uh, yesterday at the Board of Supervisors Chambers, they made a proclamation, which they do every June. Thank you very much, Board of Supervisors. I think I was there for the very first one that happened um, many, many, many years ago. Um, and Delyn Rogers, who's going to be joining us shortly, has been involved with PFLAG, Parents uh, and Friends of Lesbians and Gays. That's been a, that's a national organization. She's been doing it locally for 20 years. Catherine Fangler has also been involved with GLAM for years. I'm going to tell her the acronyms get me, folks. That's why when I do these shows, I usually just talk about queer topics. Um, I've been in the county since 1978. Um, I've always been out, as my sister says, when people asked her when I came out, she says, what do you mean? She's always been out. She's always been gay. So that's kind of my story. Um, and so I came here in 78 and had to deal with some pushback to being gay. I bought, or being queer, I bought the local hamburger joint in Redwood, in Anderson Valley when I was 26. So there was mixed issues at that time with the locals, with the old timers, with people not coming to the drive-in because of my sexuality and all of that. So I've dealt with that, but I've also seen that me being out in the community, being who I am, doing what I do, has brought a lot of the old timers around. Some of my best friends now are people that would not associate with me back in 78. So the alliances that we, the commu gay community, create with the straight community, I feel are some of the strongest educational forums. Can I say that? Something like that? So... Um, one of the reasons I wanted to get them on is because both of these women have been working for 20 years in our county to create alliances with the straight community and the gay community and help build those bridges. Um, so that's what I wanted to get them on. PFLAG has been an incredible organization. And Glam, Catherine has worked in the school districts, uh, working with kids she, and uh, within great gay straight alliances within the high schools, within the schools. She worked with the Youth Project for years. Many years ago, I can't remember what year it was, in the early 90s, uh, a group of us got together. I got pulled into it to put on a diversity day. If people are around a long time, you will remember that. That was at this Sunhouse uh, Park next door to the museum and we decided to not call it a gay event it was during june we called it a diversity because we wanted to emphasize diversity in our communities and support diversity and i have to say since 94 we've come a long long way from then till now um, in our alliances and creating alliances um, helping helping uh young adults uh who are questioning what's going on in their lives, giving them a safe space to talk about it, to see what's going on, to reconcile their feelings. Um, as I said, I didn't officially come out. I've just always been gay. That's the way I've lived my life. Luckily, I had a very supportive family, and that helped me to um, make it through to a place where I could be who I am and feel comfortable with it. Didn't always feel you know, comfortable, but I always felt safe within my family. But I will say, I never had any place to talk about it. I never had the support of like an organization. Back in the 70s, when I was in high school, or 69, 69 um, there weren't these organizations. Um, I remember I remember being in high school and finding out what the word homosexual meant. I had to go to the dictionary to look it up, actually, folks. I know that sounds so old. It does place me in time. But that's what was going on back then. And, um, and now we've come forward quite a ways where we have groups where kids can go, young people can go, even adults can go um, to talk to decide, to think about it, to discuss the issues, to explore um, what's going on in their lives and how they're, the feelings that they're feeling. So um, 
there are several groups in the county now that have been established. There is the PFLAG. Um, one of the reasons that I'd hope to get Delyn on the air also is that she's leaving PFLAG after 20 years. Um, and that's going to create a big void for that group. And that's, that's an alliance group. That's where straight parents and friends and families of gays and lesbians and queers and questioning and all those acronyms that go on nowadays where they come together to support and help um, help the people that are dealing with these issues and I keep saying youth because that's where a lot of uh, young adults d discover or start questioning who they are where they fit into the world um, but there, there is adults, too. I just want to say that. You know, it's not just an age issue. It's something that goes on. And there are more shows. There's more shows. I remember the first show that came on the TV that had a gay topic, had a gay, had a gay um, personality at all. So we've come a long way. But yet, right now, in the time political times we have... I see a lot of backward motion in some other states, not so much in California um, at, and the more progressive states, as you say, the liberal left and the, the, the left and the right coast seem to be um, more accepting and more understanding. But there is legislation creeping up. There are uh, small little areas where uh, rainbow flags are no longer allowed to be flown. Um, there are places where there's discrimination going on, there's hate crimes going on. So we've come a long way, but I feel like we still have a long way to go. So anyway, the reason I wanted to do this show, like I said, is because we've come a long way in our society, but we're slipping backwards, I personally feel, in a lot of areas. And that's why I wanted to try to talk today about the alliances and how important it is for the straight community to, um, to actually help and be involved. Ooh, he did a tricky thing. All right, who have I got? Delyn? Delyn, are you there? Hi, Karen. How are you? I'm fine. Sorry about the mess up. We got you going through a speaker. It's very creative. I love it. All right. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we can only do you, not Catherine, which is a bummer. So I hope maybe you can talk a little about that. So I want to introduce, this is Delyn Rogers. Um, she's been part of the PFLAG, like I said, for 20 years. Um, so, Delyn, just give us a little background as to why you stepped up 20 years to go, because I think you created the North County or Mendocino County um, PFLAG organization. I mean, you brought it together, correct? Um, I think there was one, it was actually organized before me um, quite a few years before I, I started it here. Um, but yeah, it hadn't been, in, for me as a parent, uh, in existence when... Uh, our son was coming out, and so we really thought there was a need. Um, when I when our son came out to us, I went to a P flag meeting down in Santa Rosa, and um, it was the most amazing experience, and really set me on a, a course of striving for equality for the LGBTQ community, and. And provided support in so many ways, and that's what we have tried to do here. As far as parents, John and I have really been proactive in that way, um, and so that's why we, we thought it would be important to bring um, Be Flight here. Well, and Sean, I'm just going to say your son's name, Sean. I've known Sean sure. since he was in high school. He actually started talking about his sexuality when he was in high school to you, I believe is the story, correct? Um, well, it was even sooner. It uh, was in junior high when he was questioning. But actually, he did, you're right, he did come out his sophomore year. And um, so, you know, we had an adjustment to do. And at that time, there was a lot of homophobia, especially in the high schools. Um, he was, we got involved with the GSA, you know, reinvigorating that because that had kind of died down at the high school. So he started that up, the Gay Straight Alliance, 
And so, you know, with him coming out, we came out. And um, it just seemed like a natural thing to do. Well, let's put a time frame on that. What year was that that this all came about? 1999, he came out in October. Okay, 1999. And then um, in 2000, uh, March of 2000, the proposition on the ballot, Proposition 22, you might have remembered that. Oh, yeah. um, That would change the family code, you know, to uh, not accepting gay marriage. And so there was a lot of discussion at the high school, actually. He was coming home with uh, a bunch of people saying nasty things. And we, as, you know, parents were kind of upset that there was no vote no on Prop 22 here in the county. So we decided as parents to um, just try and get 25 people to, you know, sign in on an ad to vote no on Prop 22. And we ended up getting about, I think it was about 350 people's names, money um, to get full-page ads in both papers, the Willis paper and Ukiah, the Daily Journal. And, you know, I had people come up to me and said, it changed their vote to see that, that ad. And we had a bunch of money afterwards. All these people gave us money. So that's where we actually decided to start PFLAG. We had that extra money that we could start a chapter here. So we started that. Um, our first meeting was in the fall of 2000. And then um, there were, uh, I mean, I could go on and talk about uh, how Pride started, you know, whatever direction you wanted to go. Well, I just, it was, it's, it's so nice to reminisce with you because, um, We've been at this so many years. I had forgotten about the measure 22, and I was. I remember I, I had met you by then, and uh, we had you had asked to, you'd started this thing about putting an ad in the paper. And now, when you're talking about that, I remember how overwhelmed everybody was. It was just a just a you know a coffee. It was like one of those kitchen table ideas, and it just expanded. Right. And yeah, it was it was it was really really heartwarming. And then to see, didn't it take a whole page of the of the paper i think because or a page and a half the names of everybody and it was just so heartwarming to see the community the straight community get behind and support this marginalized group of people um yeah you just gave me goosebumps reminding me about that (laughs) thanks well it is but this is the kind of support that Building alliances and reaching out to other people in our community, this is what it shows. I mean, we don't talk about it a lot unless there's a crisis like Measure 22 or there's a hate crime in the, in the county. You know what I mean? But it's, right. it's there. It's, you see it all the time. You've, you deal with straights and, and heterosexuals and the alliances that you've built. So you've been doing this for 20 years. So like I, I talked before we, you got on the air about the diversity day we did back in the mid 1990s. That was before 99. So, oh, yeah. so we did the diversity day and then there was, you know, pulling people together to do an event is always a big issue in the County cause we're so geographically challenged. But, um, so you started out, we started out with the diversity day, then you got the P flag going and the, the gay straight alliance in the high school got going again. That's why I wanted to get Catherine Fangler on because she was really active on getting that together and doing support for in kids in the high school. Um, yes. And Sean, I'd forgotten that Sean was one of the one kids that really stirred that up and got that going again. So, um, so yeah, talk about how we went from, let's, let's just you and I reminisce about how we went from Diversity Day to PFLAG and the 22 proposition, bringing the, the topic to the forefront to actually having some gay pride events in the county. Right. So, um one of in one of our PFLAG meetings, um, there was a young gal that was just coming out um, as lesbian, and she was new to the county, and she wanted to find other LGBTQ folks and and have some fun. And she came to a PFLAG meeting, and we kind of referred her over at that time to the Billy Club, 
And then the Billy Club got involved, which was is a wonderful organization, which you've been involved in, Karen, that you probably could speak to better than I can. I will. Um, yes. <laughs> and um, so we had a meeting and decided to do a holiday party. So the first holiday party was in December 2001, and it was a Christmas holiday party at Saratoga Springs, big, huge event. And then that got everybody going on, let's do Pride. So the very first Pride was June 2002, again at Saratoga Springs. But it was a five-day event, and we had, I, I, I don't know if you remember all this, Karen, but we had that domestic partnership forum, we had a movie night, we had a book reading, softball game, a picnic. It was just filled with fun activities. It was a great fun first event yeah i i I wasn't there i may have been there but i'm aging and forgetting these kind of things but yeah i remember that the first pride events were not downtown ukiah that was more in a protected space again it was one of those things of kind of moving the connecting with with uh, like-minded people in a safe space i think that was kind of the priority at the time because we were still a rural community and that things was going on uh... so saratoga springs was a safe space to start that was it two years or three years it happened there i think at least two maybe least three two. Okay. Um, maybe four i don't know and and so uh... for people that don't know sarah's Saratoga Springs is a it's a resort type of thing. It's a it, yeah. You have events there. It has housing. It has dining and it has a pool and a hot tub. And it's been kind of the basis. It, it was gay owned back in the nineties, um, and so a lot of events happened there around the Billy Foundation. So for folks that don't know. Uh, yes, I was. I, I'm one of the founding board members of the Billy Foundation. Believe it or not, it's a men's organization that got together. It's a men's nonprofit, a group of men in the hills that got together back in, uh, I think it was '88, '89, maybe have been the first little. They, they had potlucks, and it was all around HIV. So the Billy Foundation's. Uh, a reason for getting together and working together was to help support and educate rural men about HIV and AIDS because there wasn't any of that going on. Um, they asked me to join when I, um, so I helped bring or brought the AIDS quilt to the high school. Remember that, Delyn? Oh, yeah, I do. That was 1993, I believe. I had taken my uncles, my gay uncles, my Uncle Fred and my Aunt Bill's panel to D.C. in 92 to uh, put it on at the Washington Monument. That's where the quilt was, 92, because Clinton was getting elected or was elected. Uh, so I took their panel there and decided that we really needed to have a show in, in Ukiah. So um, got organizing and put it together, and we had four, 450 panels at the high school. And I guess that was 93. So that's where I met the Billies. So they were getting ready to organize, and they asked me, to come uh, be on their board and help them manage their money because as most of my listeners know I'm a money gal so that's the Billy Foundation and they've (laughs) actually been at the they've actually been kind of the um, they're really organized they were a nonprofit they had volunteers they they had a good mailing list so they've kind of been the go-to entity anytime there's been um, gay pride and organizations trying to organize Kind of that's that's a quick one. How's that? Is that quick enough, Dylan? Very good. That's kind of that's a summary of the Billy Foundation. I've stayed in touch with them for many years. They're friends. Um, they've morphed out of because we're all getting old now. Now they're dealing more with a senior gays, senior queers in the hills, and how how do we age in place and all the issues that come along with those that have made it through the HIV AIDS. Edu- uh, organization but they're still very active and supportive in glam and in transgender issues they're now they're now dealing with a lot of transgender issues um, and doing gatherings and support groups around this new topic in the county 
So great. There you go. That's what they're doing out there. And Saratoga Springs is a resort that is owned by not the Billy Foundation, but uh, uh, gay men who keep it going and keep it as a safe space to have these organizing events for transgenders, for questioning, for you know youth and all that stuff. So. Um, I know you not um, the whole thing with you leaving P flag is there still a pretty strong organization I mean are you leaving behind people that are going to keep it going how's that going to do what's going to happen there Um so I'm pretty optimistic I mean I, you know we have a good board um we have a new person coming on board um I'm hopeful, you know, it's, uh, no one's kind of stepped up into the shoes yet, but uh, I'm hoping that will happen. Uh, I'm optimistic, so um, yeah, I look forward to seeing how it will grow. It's time for me to step down. I've been, you know, 20 plus years doing this and I need some new blood, you know, it needs some new energy. So that's what I hope for. Well, what kind of projects are have you guys been doing? Has PFLAG been doing? Uh, is are there annual events you're doing? Is it just as needed uh, in the community? Uh, well, so, yeah. Uh, well, so we have our support meetings, and of course, with okay. COVID, that totally changed. We were doing we're doing Zoom support meetings, um, and uh, so that has you know I, I look forward to when we can all meet again in person. Um, but one thing that the Zoom did present itself with, which is I like and I hope can continue, is we had a, a Zoom uh, meeting that um, was kind of a forum. We did a, a Eli Ehrlich uh, from our area grew up transgender here. So it was growing up transgender in a rural community was the title of our community event. and. I had a ton of people on that Zoom meeting. It was another one of those things that you could just feel the energy was still there, you know, coming forward. And um, it turned out to be a great event where, you know, she lives in New York, so she could Zoom in and people could ask her questions. And it was just a great uh, thing for us to experience is that you could have out-of-town guests at a Zoom meeting and bring it to little old Ukiah, so that's true. <laughs> that turned out well. In general, you know, we've had the support meetings. Um, we don't necessarily have like we help Pride every year. We have scholarships that we give out every year, um, and then we uh, have done other little things like transgender conferences. We did one in 2012, and we did a 2016. Transgender 101 Forum. Uh, and we did a Not In Our Town movie back, oh, that was way back in the day, probably 2006. But um, so it's kind of been hit or miss of how often we do something big. Um, but we definitely go into the schools when people are uh, meeting in, in service in their schools or in the community or, or uh, county um, offices, you know, if they need um, some in-service education. And, you know, that's kind of where we're at. Definitely help out with Pride and um, uh, the Speakers Bureau we have, we've done that quite a bit. So when you talk about support, are, this is support for family members of questioning youth and questioning people? I mean, are you still yeah, dealing with... LGBT, you know. LGBT, okay. We had, um, you know, it can be... All, you know, family members, or you can be just coming out. We we had the experience of these three teenagers that came into for su- for support, and one was eighteen, and he was gay, and I think the um, middle sister was maybe about sixteen, and she was, I believe, lesbian, and then the uh, thirteen or fourteen year old was feeling more transgender. And their parents were absolutely not supportive. Totally, you know, were putting them down and upset with them and very religious people. So they would come to our meetings just to be around parents that were supportive and just to get that needed um, energy that they were okay just the way they are. 
and who they are. So um, we've had all sorts of different, uh, well, every walk of life um, of individual that comes in that needs support, we, we help. No matter what the attitude, we're, we're open. Well, and we should just say, too, right here that uh, queer and questioning youth have a very, very high, if not the highest uh, percent of suicide rate. It's The suicide rate is yes. just phenomenal in this group of, of young adults and even adults. So, um, Is there any sign, I just thought about, it, is there any kind of a hotline or a warm line or something people can call if they're having issues? I mean, how do they how do people actually connect with you if they're, say I'm a parent and I'm just freaking out because my kids going through this and I need help for both me and him um, I have we have a website and okay. uh, so the my phone number's on there we used to have an 800 number and then we got a lot of crank calls so that didn't work out uh. um, so yeah I just use my personal phone and um, you know I it, it when I checked in with national about 800 number they don't have an 800 number because of the same problem is that they were getting a lot of hate calls. So um, they had to stop their 800 number. So the best thing is, is people just to go, if, if, if somebody's listening or has a friend or knows of somebody that has an issue, is to go to the website. Can you give out that address so people know? I like to get out information like that. Uh, PFLAG-MB. Let's see. Uh, she's got to get it. Okay. Yeah. That me so, isn't that funny? Isn't like here I here we are I, with it and everything. Yeah. It's like knowing your you know knowing somebody's phone number. You know until you dial it on your until you dial it. So you could probably. So is there a North Bay? I thought weren't we considered North Bay or are we considered Mendocino County P flag? How's okay, how are we so talking? It's P flag. Ukiah P flag, right, John? Ukiah P flag. Just go dot org. Just yeah. okay, do that, and then that'll have a lot of information for yeah, you. Yeah, I was and giving you the North Bay. I'm sorry. Yeah, but it's Ukiah. Uh, okay, P flag Ukiah. Because we used to be North Bay or Ukiah about ten years ago. We 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 all split up from being North Bay to doing our separate counties. Yeah. See, I'm still back in the old days. So it's uh, Ukiah P flag. If folks want to go to the website to get information and all that kind of stuff. So you're hoping to get back to regular kind of meetings being involved. I don't believe there's a, there's nothing gay pride going on here in the, in Ukiah Mendocino County this year because of COVID. I believe. Not that I've heard of. Not that I've heard of. I think Sonoma County is doing some uh, virtual things. Um, I don't even think San Francisco is doing a gay pride thing, which is always really fun. I haven't been for years, yeah. but it's always really fun. I haven't so. been on the gay pride committees for quite a few years now, so I'm not quite up on what's going on right now, but I haven't heard of anything going on. It was wonderful that all of a sudden we started doing the parade, what, about three or four years ago? Maybe it was even five years. Uh, I think it was longer than that. We're both getting there. Yeah, I think it's a while. It's been it's been quite a few years. They do a, a big parade down State Street and end up at Alex Thomas Park with a lot of booths and fla- yeah, flowers. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Yeah, the turnout had been, has been getting bigger actually, and the, right. the other part of that yeah. group that showed up is there was a lot of straight advocates there, a lot of straight um, you know supporters. It wasn't just the queer community. That's the other part that just always astounded me yes yes definitely and it's really important um, yeah our area is very supportive so i think it's wonderful that we live in a community like we do yeah i've always said we're very lucky i am very lucky to live in california and much more lucky and and blessed to live in mendocino county where we do have generally a progressive attitude towards these these issues um right but it's it doesn't mean that you're not going to have you know a hate crime happen out of the blue it doesn't mean that people aren't tagged in certain little pockets of our communities you know um so oh, yeah so i think that's uh one of the issues for me is is raising this issue once a year just brings us all back to focus that it could happen here it's not happening here now but it could happen here, and we want to be ready and prepared and have the uh, social structure to deal with it when it, when it might, I think. Um, yeah. I mean, just this last year, there's been 250 anti-LGBTQ bills 
introduced in the state. So there's really a backlash right now within many states. Ten states have signed bills into law, um, and they're generally, you know, about transgender sport bans or medical care or restrooms around transgender folks and then oh uh, the religious discrimination bills that are going on so yeah it's just it's that that's going on yeah that's what i was talking about before when we were trying to get you on that um there is all this backlash coming back, and that's why I think these alliances that we've built and are continuing to build are so important going forward because, you know, as the queer community is a minority, they say 10% could be more, whatever, but we are a minority, and it takes these alliances with other people and alliances with other communities so we don't slip back to where it was in the 70s. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, anything else going on with PFLAG? Because I think what I'm going to try to do here, just to let you and everybody know, is uh, Rich has come in and we're going to try to do a situation if we can call Catherine and switch from you to Catherine so I can get the youth glam stuff going on. Oh, good. <laughs> Does yeah. that sound fine? Because yeah. I really, she comes from a whole different perspective on this issue. So I just. Well, she goes, you know, she's been so important all these years of. Uh, being there, you know, and like for for myself, I mean, she she really helped us as a family when Sean was coming out, and um, and she's got that history of you know so much that was going on in the county that she's been involved in. So yeah, so, so um, let me know. So Lenny, what what I wanted to say is I just wanted to wrap up, and I just wanted to say Delyn Rogers and John Rogers, her husband, who are both quite a dynamic couple um you've done so much for awareness in the county for p flag for helping parents and kids and uh say hi to sean for me i've known him since he was in high school he's a great kid um and just thank you so much for all the work and support you have given i can't say it enough um and it's really it's been a so incredible to watch your organization grow and help people and i just thank you so much well, thank you, Karen, and thanks for having me on. Okay, thanks. We're going to we're gonna let her go down here. And Delyn, that was Delyn Rogers. Um, she's doing that. Rich is going to try to get Catherine up so we can switch to the, to the youth. Um, I don't think we're going to be able to take calls today because the phones are really not working. Rich is going to get on that after I get off the air. I will say he's a, a great engineer. He finagled this thing like you can't believe to get my guests on. So, yeah, gay pride, folks. It's Gay Pride. Everybody's out, hopefully, in enjoying the summertime. Um, I'm seeing a lot of rainbow flags online and all that kind of stuff. But I just hope that you stop and think about how you can support um, a friend, a family member, somebody in your community that's struggling, that um, can't, that doesn't have the support system and maybe needs support system, and, and just, a, just somebody to talk to. I mean, that's all it takes. Sometimes people just need somebody to talk to. Have we got her on? Let me see. Catherine, are you there? I'm here through the speakerphone to oh the microphone, God. old school. This is so. Hi, Karen. This is so old school. I just love it. Thank you, Rich Colbert. He is yeah, so you, awesome. He is <laughs> such an awesome dude. We are so lucky to have this engineer in this station. So anyway, so I just did a. You, I don't know if you heard the Catherine. What we did with Delyn, but I don't. Know I heard, heard part of it. I did. I didn't want to turn it on because I thought. I might be on at the same time, but no, I no, wasn't. No, no. But I, so I heard part of it. Yeah. All right. Well, folks. This is Catherine Fanger. So let me just say, you're listening to KZOX and Z. I'm Karen Audubon. This is TKO. We're doing an incredibly engineering feat today of getting my two guests on in the middle of this incredible time at KZYX. Uh, so Catherine Fangler and I go back so many years, it's embarrassing to say how old we are and how long we've known each other. Um, but Catherine's been involved with youth and these queer issues for, all right, I'm going to make you say it. How many years, Catherine? Oh my! Hmm. <laughs> In Mendocino well, County, let's just let's just restrict I, it to Mendocino I, County. Probably since 1987, but distinctly since 1990. All right, and that's in the county. That's in this county. You've been here that long. 
That's, I've been here since 1982 when Geraldine Rose and I rolled in to the drive-in, which you owned and met you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. That's it. How it <laughs> so, I, um, in 1990, well, in 1987, I started working for Mendocino County Youth Project, and we brought up the Oakland Men's Project. This is important because we started training the peer counselors um, in Mendocino County at, in high schools um, about unlearning racism, classism, and homophobia. So that was the very first, to my knowledge, first effort to really do education about um, unlearning homophobia and all those other really important issues. So then in 1990, Burdette Kenny and I, who both worked for the Youth Project, started, the, to my knowledge, the very first LGBTQ youth support group out in the community. So, um, and then there was um, a, a GLSEN, Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education Network, GLSEN chapter that Valma Housky and I and a few other teachers in Anderson Valley, where I was working at the time, started to try to create support for teenagers in the high school who we thought might come out and would need support in the schools. Um, in 1990, also, I believe, at Ukiah High School, Lucy Mason, um, because of the encouragement um, by a high school student, Richard, started the very first, the two of them started the very first Gay-Straight Alliance at the high school. And a couple of years later, I think it was in 93, um, I became the advisor. Lucy stepped down, and I became the advisor, or technically co-advisor, with various teachers, um, including David Spain, Jessica Lee, and Rosemary Eddy. I want to name them because they're great allies. Um, so at the high school, I've been the co-advisor of the Gay Straight Alliance, now called the Queer Straight Alliance, since 1993, and we meet um, every Thursday. It's a club at the high school. Um, we haven't met during COVID rain, um, unfortunately, but um, before that, we met every Thursday and did education in the schools and speakers bureaus in the community, which is really important. I think hearing from youth um, we trained a lot of teachers or spoke with a lot of teachers, teachers from Dominican who are beginning teachers, so that um, they really heard from young LGBTQ people about their experiences in schools and what they needed from the teachers, um, how they could be their allies. Really, really wonderful um, educational process. So... Um, we, KOU and I and Bobby Ducharme and Scott Love and other a few other people started Diversity Days, too, which really, um, I think maybe you talked a little bit about that with Dylan, but really embraced um, cross-cultural, um, you know, um, traditions in Mendocino County. People from all cultures were invited and to participate and did. And so there, we showcased dancers, singers, storytellers. There were ethnic foods. This happened um, in July, I think. It's hard to remember. It was quite a while ago. I know. I was. I was. I was having a hard time get, dating some of this stuff. But yeah, the, I mean, in the other part but of that, that was that was fun. Every it, time that yeah. we're more visible, it's really important. It's true of all disenfranchised communities. So for us, though, to have informally had the very first Pride March, starting from Grace Hudson. Um, uh, the Sun House down Main Street spontaneously at Diversity Days was a big deal because it wasn't that safe then. Um, but and so we didn't plan a big parade yet. We the very first one happened in 2015 that was formal, which is great. Um, there have been a lot of community 
efforts and a lot of alliance building through Pride Alliance Network, now Mendocino Pride Alliance. Um, lots of people have participated in these efforts. PFLAG has been a major player. I, I've been on the PFLAG board with the Lynn for the past 20 years, and I have to say that, um, especially in the last five years, because um, parents, families, and friends of transgender young people especially, but not just young people, uh, were really at a loss uh, about understanding what gender identity even meant, understanding where their loved ones were coming from, what they needed, maybe were completely uncomfortable with it, but could come to PFLAG and hear from other parents who had been through a process of learning how to celebrate their children and, and showing them how much they loved them, which changed their lives, everybody's lives. Um, made such a difference. It was very, very compelling. And, I, you know, these kinds of efforts really save the lives of um, LGBTQ youth and adults. So it's not just something that, oh, it's nice it's happening in the com community. It's very, very important, which is why Dylan was on to say, if in part, to let people know what the history is and what efforts have been made in the community, but also to say, please be our allies. Please stand up for us. Please get involved. We do need more people um, to participate in PFLAG, to be on the board. We're looking and hoping to have someone that will take Dylan's place as the chair person or director. Um, and I know that it's something that people think, oh, I can't do that. But that's what Delyn said when I convinced her to do it 20 years ago. And yeah. look at she's been doing it for 20 years. Yeah. No. So it just takes, um, you know, someone to feel a little bit inspired and think that, yes, it's really important and I can do it. And there's a lot of support for doing it because we have great boards right now. Well, and it makes such a big difference. I mean, once you once you step up and do something like this and you see the results of uh, the impact, the awareness, um, it 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 uh, it it makes it all worthwhile. I have to say. So I just it wanted, really does. It really just I, I can I talk a little bit about glam too. Well, that's, that's what I wanted to do. I want to talk about glam and then the the gay pride um, alliance. I think that's a whole separate because we're talking about if different organizations here. We talked about P flag, right, but now right. there's glam and there's this pride well, alliance also for Mendocino County. So get us up to speed on those, would you, Catherine? Please. Well, just. Briefly, GLAM is a queer youth drop-in space that I have been coordinating for almost 15 years and started with my friend Brad, um, and lots of people have helped as volunteers with GLAM. We, until COVID, we'd meet every Thursday night for three and a half hours. Um, so youth from the ages of 13 through 25 could come and just hang out if they wanted to, but to be, they could come and be in a safe space where no one would think that they were strange. Um, everybody would feel celebrated. And we'd um, make dinner together and eat dinner and possibly have presenters um, do art projects. Often, and plan the queer prom for the last five years, which was great. Um, but really, it, I think the safe space part of it was the most important thing, that there was a place where adults would celebrate you or other youth um, who identified as LGBTQ plus would be, and you didn't have to worry about how you were seen. You know, um, I have met over the many years young people who could barely speak speak out loud because they had such severe social anxiety, oftentimes completely tied to their sexual orientation or gender identity and their parents' rejection or community rejection, school environment rejection. Um, but once they felt celebrated, that changed, and it is remarkable to observe. Remarkable. 
And those are young people who would probably, very possibly, um, could have been suicidal and um, their lives are saved because they can feel loved and celebrated by all the people who can love and celebrate them. That's why this is so important. So how do we, how do folks, how do people that know somebody or how do we get a hold of you at GLAM? How do you get involved? Um, What's the contact information? Well, GLAM used to meet at the Arbor, and before that, McCavin. Both organizations have been very, very supportive, and in fact, we're still under the fiscal umbrella of McCavin, Mendocino County AIDS and Viral Hepatitis Network. Um, But now GLAM meets remotely every Thursday from 5.30 to 6.30. Anybody, any young person who wants to get on the GLAM Zoom can call me at 707-391-4589 and I will facilitate that uh, whoever needs to get on to get on but I don't just put the zoom link out because unfortunately it's still not an entirely safe um, thing to do yeah so. that's what that was what, what uh, Dylan was saying about an 800 number you just get too many crank calls and anger and hate hate stuff so um, I thank you for right. put, thanks for putting your email out is there a website or something that people can go and find out about glam and all that is there is Where- is if you Google Glam, you'll find a, a Facebook page. It's being worked on as we speak. Um, okay. Because we, um, I'm not the best person for um, tech stuff like that. Tech stuff so, like that, yeah. Well, get um, one of those young Carlson, kids in there, man. I, I, I just have to quickly say, I am retiring uh, from Glam in August, and Christy Carlton, my friend and co-worker, is going to be the new coordinator of GLAM, and she's on it. So she and young people are going to create a, a new Facebook page, and it'll be much easier to connect um, that way, though you still can, and certainly by calling my number you can. So, so what's happening um, in the school districts now? I know you were active in the in Boonville and, and Anderson Valley school districts, and then you were active at the uh, Straight Gay Alliance for the high school. Uh, what's going on in the in the school districts now? Is there anything going on in school districts now? Well, yes, there will be again. I mean, during COVID, the clubs weren't happening, and the okay. Queer Straight Alliance is a school club. So this coming fall, hopefully, um, even if it's a hybrid. Uh, school environment. Um, I think the clubs will meet again. I have someone to take my place as a co-advisor. We need to introduce that person. I won't name them because we haven't talked to the school about it yet, Um, but I, I do have somebody. And then I have also one of the other things that I've done under my public health job through community wellness is to um, do the sexual orientation, gender identity um, section of the mandated sex ed education for the ninth graders at high school every year. So um, one of my coworkers currently will take that over too. So I I have people in place to do pretty much everything I, I've done, the things I've been involved in. Um, and I'll stay on the PFLAG board. I can't be the safe schools person anymore because I don't live in Ukiah. I moved to Fort Bragg recently, last month. So I will stay on the PFLAG board um, for a while. Um, when they start meeting again, if they're meeting in Ukiah, that's too far away for me, though. So we'll see how that goes. Is there anything going on on um, the coast that you know of? I mean, we talk about inland well, Ukiah. I, I don't believe there... Off and on, there have been some gay-straight alliances. Um there wasn't the year before last. Uh-huh. I usually try to check, but a Fort Bragg uh, for the that area of the coast, Mendocino Fort Bragg, um, put on a queer prom too, ah. um, and that was really fabulous. And um, one of the things I loved about their queer prom, which was different from ours, was that it was multi generational. Um, so, so the know, prom I never got to go to. People yeah. could come. We tried doing that the very first yeah. queer prom we had here, but um, I think adults didn't feel that comfortable 
you know, uh, you can imagine. So I don't know. I didn't get to. I didn't, different environment. I didn't get to so. go to my prom, so I think that would have been fun. I keep saying I'm going to do it one of these years when they do the intergenerational thing, just for the heck of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I couldn't go. Wonderful. I was really excited that that happened, and I hope it will happen again. And I'd love to be involved since I live out there now. Um, Karen, before we get off the air, yeah. I just wanted to read a Marge Piercy poem. If I have, do I? We have a few minutes. We have three minutes. We have less than three minutes, so make it quick. Okay, I'm going to do it quickly because hopefully this will inspire people to take some action to get involved. This is called the Low Road. One voice. What can they do to you? Whatever they want, they can set you up. They can bust you. They can break your fingers. They can burn your brain with electricity, blur you with drugs till you can't walk, can't remember. They can take your child, wall up your lover. They can do anything. You can't stop them from doing. How can you stop them? Alone, you can fight. You can refuse. You can take what revenge you can, but they roll over you. Two voices. But two people fighting back to back can cut through a mob. A snake dancing file can break a cordon. An army can meet an army. Two people can keep each other sane, can give support, conviction, love, massage, hope, and sex. Three voices. Three people are a delegation, a committee, a wedge. Four voices. With four, you can play bridge and start an organization. Six voices. With six, you can rent a whole house, eat pie for dinner with no seconds, and hold a fundraising party. Twelve voices. A dozen make a demonstration. Entire chorus. A hundred fill a hall. A thousand have solidarity and your own newsletter. Ten thousand. Power and your own paper. A hundred thousand. Your own media. Ten million. Your own country. One voice. It goes on one at a time. It starts when you care to act. It starts when you do it again after they said no. It starts when you say we and know who you mean. And each day you mean one more. Catherine, thank you. Dynamic ending. Thank you so much for all the work you have done for the queer and questioning community over the years. I can't thank you enough, and I need to get off the air. I'll talk to you soon, dear. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. All right, folks. Um, I will be back with you in two weeks with John Haschek, third district supervisor. So stay tuned and remember, reach out. Be an advocate. Be be supportive. And have a great Pride Month. This has been a production of KZYX Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ Willitson Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. You can check out our website at kzyx.org to find more content like this and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thanks for listening.